Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Our Patreon support continues to grow. In addition to the great support from Jason Brannan, Clayton Webb, and Fred Heimbaugh, storyteller extraordinaire Jen Finley has thrown in her support. Because of this support, along with some audio work I was able to pick up, we've finally been able to purchase some professional software. In the long run, this will help us tell more stories with higher production quality. But for now, bear with us while I learn all the ins and outs of a new software program. I also have some good news and bad news. The good news, none of our support has come from my relatives or church family. That means Untold Podcast is a production people want to hear. The bad news, none of my relatives or church family has supported the podcast. To the rear of the vehicle, place your hands on the trunk. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show, where we feature a great song from the newly released The Storm Before the Calm by Death Therapy. This month, we're featuring a story by Jesse Rice. You'll remember him from episode 37, Cat, a personal favorite of mine. If you recall that story, don't let it catch you off guard. Today's story is a hard PG-13 for some disturbing thematic elements. Jesse Rice is a part-time farmer, part-time writer, and full-time student. Jesse enjoys writing all sorts of fiction, ranging from science fiction to fantasy to historical fiction. If he's not busy writing or working on the farm, he's playing his violin, mandolin, or listening to music. He also enjoys watching movies, reading books, and playing with cats. Some days he likes animals, some days he hates animals, but they are hungry, so he can't help but feed them. If you ever wondered what you'd get when you combine a writer with a farmer and a Christian theologian, you found him in Jesse Rice. He is the author of the Kitten Mysteries children's series and can be found on Twitter at Jesse O. Rice or on his website, jessericebooks.blogspot.com. Head to the show notes for all the links. So now, without further ado, the Untold Podcast is proud to present Slaughterhouse by Jesse Rice. The shrill sound lasted for three seconds. Clangs and clacks quickly followed. Dave's eyes snapped open. He pulled his head from the floor, lungs working over time. His heart boomed in his ears, and he could taste something metallic. Blood seeping from his right cheek. Dave jerked into a sitting position, and his vision swam. He planted his hands onto the thin blanket separating his naked flesh from the concrete floor. When his vision stabilized, he looked around. The building was dark. There were metal bars on three sides and a cement wall behind him, leaving him a five by three foot rectangle to sit in. Similar cells lined the walls of the long warehouse, a small alley running between them. A trickle of white light came from the end of the building to his right, followed by the faint sounds of machinery. He could smell urine and sweat. Where am I? Dave asked. Where do you think? The voice came from the cell to Dave's right. Within, a large, bald man sat with his back against the wall, his eyes closed. The man's dark skin was barely visible in the meager light. Is this jail? Dave asked. 
The man smiled, revealing sparkling teeth. <laughs> I wish. Listen, I haven't done anything, Dave said. I, I shouldn't be here. I, I have a family. The man opened an eye. Kids? Four. The man nodded and closed his eyes again. Then that's why you're here. First four kids are the biggest and strongest, they say. After that, aren't worth having. What? David asked, shocked. Chill. Just saying what I've heard. David snorted. <laughs> what bollocks? There was silence for a split second, and then another shrill blast. David wrapped his hands around his ears, protecting them from the piercing sound. The blast ended. Clicking and rattling filled the sudden quiet. What is that? Dave asked. That's the angel of death, his companion replied. A cow punctuated the point by bawling loudly. Where the bloody hell am I? Dave said, slapping his hands against the bars. His companion opened his eyes. You really don't know? No. I told you I'm a decent man. I have a wife, a family. I demand an explanation as to why I've been imprisoned. This isn't prison. The dark-skinned man gave Dave a long look. It's a slaughterhouse. Dave stared at the man, then looked at the ground. He ran a hand over his shaved head. I, I, I don't even remember being brought here. The last thing I remember is putting my daughter to sleep. He paused, then brought his eyes up to meet his companions. I'm never going to see her again, am I? The dark-skinned man sat up straight. Look, where are you from? Pittsburgh. The man's face twisted. That's not an eating district. Dave tilted his head to one side. What? Something's up. The man tapped his fingers on the concrete floor several times. You shouldn't be here. What are you talking about? Dave asked. Look around, man. We're here to be butchered. That's what this place is for. It takes people like me and makes us into lunch. I'm a feeder, bred for this. But you? You're upper class. If people like you are being put into a slaughterhouse, well... He paused. Something's up. He wrapped his fingers against the floor. Why would they take someone like you and put him in a dump like this? He suddenly slid over to the bars, separating them. You sure you're a decent man? Never attended any suspicious meetings? Never skipped your taxes? Never spread any rumors? Never, Dave said. The man leaned away from the bars and rubbed his nose. Something must be happening. They wouldn't grab you for no reason. He shook his head. I should have known you weren't a feeder. You don't have the pounds for it. What's a... The rest of his sentence was cut off by another shrill cry from the angel of death. Dave covered one ear with a hand and banged the other against the ground. What is that? Come on, man, think, Dave's companion said. The noise wakes up the next victim so they don't sleep through their turn on the killing floor. And the clicking and rattling? The cage door opening, the man replied. You'll see for yourself soon enough. We are next in line. Dave had no response to that. He traced some shapes on the moldy blanket beneath him. A pig squealed in the distance. Okay, so what do we do? Dave asked, looking up. How do we get out? Beats me. Nobody's ever done it before. Dave slapped his palm against the concrete. 
There has to be a way out of here. We just have to think. We're, we're not animals, after all. We are human beings. Who do you think made this place? Every escape path has been thought of and sealed off. That gave Dave pause. You're saying, you're saying humans do this? Course, the man snapped. Have you never had fine human steak before? <laughs> nah, you're from Pittsburgh. They call it Hume up there. He paused, then emphasized his point. Short for human? Dave planted his hands on the floor again to keep from falling over. Humans eating humans? You don't really understand the concept of a slaughterhouse, do you? The rich eat the poor. The city folk eat the country. But no contamination, no crossover. No reason to question whether your food is actually the same as you. The man grinned wryly. But you... You wouldn't know that. You shouldn't be here. Maybe there's been a foul-up. Maybe they got you by accident. Maybe some bigwig wanted your job. Figured this was the easiest way to get it. He shrugged. Whatever. You're going to be supper soon anyhow. There's no way to get out of here. I would know. How can you know? Dave shouted, pressing himself against the bars. Have you discovered every possibility? Tried every option? No. But every person I've ever known has died here. You think you can find what they didn't? Dave drew back. A cow bellowed in the distance. The two men were quiet for a second. Then the angel of death burst the stillness. The cage next to Dave's companion opened, the door swinging out to block any route except toward the killing floor. The cage's occupant, a limping pig, shuffled down the alley toward its death. Dave watched. At least it doesn't know where it's going. We have the curse of knowing what lies ahead of us. Do we? His companion asked. Yeah, we're going to be butchered. But what about after? Do you know what lies beyond? Nothing, Dave spat out the word. The man shrugged and leaned back against the wall. Nothing, sure. <laughs> You're probably right. Still can't be much worse than what we got now. Dave turned to him. So that's it? You're just giving up? I was bred for this. I'm fulfilling my destiny. Don't you have a family? Kids? Sure. Four kids. That's why I'm here, past my prime. What good would my breaking out do for them? They'll just get older and come to be butchered too. Do I want to see that? Nah. Better be filling some rich man's stomach. At least then I have a purpose. Is that all human life is to you? Dave asked, disgusted. Nothing more than an animal to be fattened and butchered? The man shrugged. What reason do I have to think any different? Dave scowled. The angel of death called once again. The door to the cage rattled open. The man stood to his feet with a grimace. That's my cue. You could still fight them, Dave said, jumping to his feet. He felt lightheaded for a moment, but pushed past it. The man's breathing had quickened. He stared down at the white light spilling from the killing floor. There's no fighting this forever. You can still escape, Dave said. There has to be a way out. The man replied without looking. Unless you have friends on the outside, there's no way out. He paused. And all my friends are dead. Dave ripped at the cell bars, grinding his teeth. He couldn't just stand by and let another human being die. The man turned back. What's your name? His voice was calm. Dave, Dave said. The man nodded. 
James, nice to meet you. James, Dave said. He had nothing to tell the man. He had merely had to say his name. Dave, James nodded, smiled weakly, and then turned back toward the killing floor. A jolt of electricity rattled through the cage, causing him to wince. He glanced up at the source of the electricity, a small metal box in the ceiling. I'm coming. His whisper barely reached Dave's ears. Then James walked. He walked out of the cage and into the light. Dave sank to his knees on the damp concrete. His heart was calm. There was no rage, no tears, nothing. Shouldn't he feel something? A man is walking to his death, don't you care? His words fell limply to the floor. It was undeniable a man was going to die. But Dave had barely known him. Men die all the time, why care about this one any more than the others? But James had been hope. Hope that Dave wasn't supposed to be here. Hope that he might escape. Now, James was gone. But perhaps... A distant scream was cut off mid-crescendo. Dave's left eye twitched. He closed them. Faint thuds and thumps came as animals rustled about in their cells. No, not cells. Cages. This was no prison. This was a slaughterhouse. A place steeped in death. Dave looked at the bars surrounding him. Trapped. But with all that empty space taunting me, just can't quite get out. Space. Space. But not enough. Just enough to stay trapped. He put his arm through the gap between two bars. He could almost reach the entire way to the opposite wall of the neighboring cage. He reached until the bars squeezed his ribs. His right shoulder and arm were through, but his body couldn't fit through the space. He let out a snort, followed by a dull laugh. Just one. He sat back down. His breathing felt irregular. His heartbeat was flooding his ears. I'm dying. He smiled. And I'm talking to myself. He tapped his fingers in time with his heartbeat. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Not dead yet. He stopped tapping. Unfortunately. He clenched his hands into fists, fingernails biting into his flesh. Why was it taking so long? A roar erupted from his throat. An electric shock rattled through his cell, and he collapsed to the floor. He could taste blood. The inside of his cheek was bleeding again. He gazed along the floor into the empty cell where James had been hours before. No, minutes. Had it been mere minutes? He closed his eyes. He could hear cows, pigs, chickens, and even the babble of humans. His naked flesh lay against the cold concrete. His thin blanket lay in the corner. More time passed, or didn't. Things weren't making much sense and it wasn't worth trying to figure it out. What would I do if I only had minutes to live? He wondered. James didn't fight. He had nothing left to live for. He had only to die. 
Click, click, rattle, clack. The cage door opened. His time had come. Dave opened his eyes. A man in a blue suit stood in the doorway to the cage. I am so sorry. There must have been some mistake with the crew. We'll get you cleaned up and sent home in a jiffy. He smiled and held out a hand to help Dave to his feet. Dave took the man's hand and stood. He numbly walked out of the cage and away from the white light of the killing floor. The man beside him mumbled apologies, describing the numerous ways they would repay him for the innocent mistake. As they exited the building, the man chuckled lightly. At least, he said, nudging Dave with an elbow, nothing regrettable happened. The slaughterhouse door closed with a clang, and the angel of death called for its next victim. that was our story. I hope you liked it. The first time I read this story, I had to stop about halfway in. It disturbed me. At first, I couldn't believe the author of Cat and Kitten Mysteries could write something like this, but then I recalled Jesse Rice is a farmer. This story, which is a truly great piece of dystopian fiction, is the other side of the farm. And remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network. For more great content and community, visit ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, support us on Patreon, and tell your friends. Before we go, I wanted to introduce you to a new band, Death Therapy, who just released their first album, The Storm Before the Calm. I pre-ordered this as soon as I heard about it because it is the project of Jason Wisdom from the heavy metal group Becoming the Archetype. BTA was one of my favorite groups out there, so when I saw Jason was starting something new, I jumped right on board. And Death Therapy doesn't disappoint. Jason has described the band as industrial groove metal. It's got a bit of everything in here. Melodies, meaningful lyrics, Twilight Zone clips from The Obsolete Man, and Castlevania. You'll just have to get the album to see what I mean. So as we close... We'll leave you with Wake Me When I'm Dead by Death Therapy. If you like what you hear, go check them out at deaththerapymetal.bandcamp.com and pick up the album on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, or wherever you find good music. Head to our show notes for the links. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannan, Fred Heimbaugh, Clayton Webb, and Jen Finley. And I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you... Unless you have friends on the outside, there's no way out.